When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Beautiful, beautiful, (laughs) beautiful, uh, healthy babies, birthdays. We want to get back to all of this. I'm happy for Anderson. I'm happy for the little boy, and I'm happy for you, JB. You enjoyed that. I'm Chris Cuomo. Welcome to Primetime. Look, we all want to get back to normal, and that's why today was such a big day. We were going to hear the new CDC guidelines, and they're out, and they do show we have made progress. You can do more whether or not you're vaccinated. But they do raise a question. Does the vaccine make you immune or not? 97 million of us or so are now fully vaccinated. Many are old and infirm, but a lot of you have gotten the vaccine, even though it's not easy, even though you might have the pain of the Fauci ouchie, whatever they want to call it. Why? Because of the data and the representations from the government and even Trump about how this vaccine would be a game changer for you. They would allow you to get back to life on your own terms. And yet, as of these guidelines today, which may be all we hear for the rest of the summer, that's not allowed. The guidance says fully vaccinated people can unmask outdoors, walking, running, hiking, biking, alone, or with members of your household. The 29% fully vaccinated in America so far can also go mask-free while dining outdoors with friends from multiple, multiple households, but they still require masks or recommend them in crowded outdoor settings. What does that mean? Stadiums, concerts. What about beaches? Do you have to socially distance even if you're vaccinated? And how do you let anybody know that you're vaccinated? What about museums, malls? There also they recommend the mask. So the question is, is this enough? Will it help incentivize the rest of the population to get their shots? President Biden is making the push. The bottom line is clear. If you're vaccinated, you can do more things more safely, both outdoors as well as indoors. For, so for those who haven't gotten their vaccination yet, especially if you're younger, or think you don't need it, this is another great reason to go get vaccinated. Go get the shot. It's never been easier. It's never been easier, but it's still different than every other vaccine you've ever gotten, which means it's not get it and forget it. You're good to go. And what will that mean to the pace of vaccination? Because it is slowing. It's averaging out at about 2.7 million shots a day. The peak was 3.4 million shots a day. That was on April 13th. Scientists estimate we need herd immunity. That's between 70 and 85 percent of the U.S. population needs to be fully vaccinated. So it raises the question, I wonder if they should have done this differently. Should they have showed here's where we are now. As we get more vaccinated, here's the next tranche. Then we're going to do even more relaxed restrictions. And then if we get to the next one, it's going to be even better. And if everybody gets it done by summer, middle of summer, we could be all the way here, which is almost what life was like before. Should they have done it that way? Incentivize. Why? Because we know a lot of people still need urging. 
particularly among conservative and rural voters in the Southeast and Mountain West, who may not ever want to get one. Now, we know this isn't about whether the vaccine works. We know it's helping. Take a look. Even with variants spreading much more rapidly than we had early on, we're averaging around 55,000 new cases a day. And that's, you know, a lot. But you don't have the hospitalizations. You don't have people dying the same way. You don't even have bad cases the way you used to. And that's because the vaccine rollout has definitely helped slow the virus since January. So what are the obstacles that we see? There is good reason, but there's also bad reason. The bad reason is ugly and obvious. It's covid like this guy playing politics, saying things that they would never say if Trump were still there, like this tripe. So the next time you see someone in a mask on the sidewalk or on the bike path, do not hesitate. Ask politely but firmly, would you please take off your mask? It's repulsive. Don't do it around other people. As for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. Your response when you see children wearing masks as they play should be no different from your response to seeing someone beat a kid in Walmart. Call the police immediately. Contact Child Protective Services. Look, I think the guy's a joke, but millions of people watch him. And that message is not his. He's just picking up what's being echoed by all these fringe people. They want you to fear government control over you. He talks about a mask like it was an affliction. Science, any notion of you being told to do something, that's mind control. And I can't make this point firmly enough. I don't believe anybody who watches this show pays attention to that guy. I I really don't. I have more faith in you than that. But Fox's own lawyers argued in open court that, quote, no reasonable viewer would believe Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson as a credible source of news or anything else. They are spreading over there what they know is poison because they know the fear sells. It's as simple as that. And if you think there's some better reason, show it to me. There is, however, legitimate reason for some to slow walk getting the vaccine. If it's so safe and effective, why can't the vaccinated do whatever they want to do? It's a legitimate question. White House Senior Advisor for COVID Response, Andy Slavitt, joins us tonight. It's good to see you. Uh, Look, this is a nice step. First, Uh, What do you think about the idea of showing the road ahead to people? Here's where we are now. If we get to this level, it'll be this much better. And then this level, this much better. So they can see where they're going if they do the right thing. Well, good evening, Chris. I think that's exactly what the president has been doing and is going to continue to do. I think a month and a half ago or so, he said, we have it in our sights that by the 4th of July, we could be having outdoor gatherings without masks. Look where we are today. We are, we are now having the CDC in a place where I don't think anybody could have imagined where here we are and still in April, and we're, we're already at that place, and we're going to go further. Because why? Because we are beating uh, everybody's assumptions about how quickly we would be vaccinating the country. California is down 90% from its peak in terms of deaths. Um, we are much, much further along than we ever thought we would be. So I would expect that the CDC whose job, remember, isn't to think about just the person who's been vaccinated, but to think about all of us, is going to make these steps, maybe not as fast as some people would want, but, it's, but certainly faster than people uh, ever could have imagined we'd be at, in my opinion. It's one thing, I, I don't disagree with the assumption. And I understand you when it comes to people who aren't vaccinated, because that all you have is prophylaxis of masks and distancing. 
I'm talking about the vaccinated. By your own numbers, 10% of cases happen outdoors. It's 18.7 times higher odds of transmission indoors. Combine that with your own data, 87 million fully vaccinated, just over 7,000 breakthrough investigations. It's like 0.005%. You know, the research was that you take the vaccine because it gives you immunity then why not treat it that way and let the vaccinated live their lives? Yeah. Well, look, think about all the things that you can do if you're vaccinated today. You can gather, you can go to restaurants, you can do all these things. And if you're vaccinated, it's just simply not safe for you. Just watch the news and look what's happening in India if you need some motivation to get to get vaccinated. This, this thing is still lethal. And, you know, the CDC, I think it's one thing for a guy like me to go on Twitter and say, oh, let's just get rid of everything because I've been vaccinated. But if you're the CDC, the cost of a misstep, the cost of going too fast um, and having to go backwards is you lose everybody in the process. So they're taking their steps and I think they're doing a, a great job. They're bringing the country along. Their job is to get it right for the, the disease and for the country, not for any one individual. And I think uh, in doing that, I think we'll find that these things will come off more and more uh, I walked around today outside without a mask. I think it was great. Um, there's more and more things we can do without a mask. And I think if you're not vaccinated, uh, that's not the principal reason you should do it. But that's one reason you should do it. But I think that people don't understand. Um, now you have people who don't want to get the vaccine, right? Some of them are anti-vaxxers. Some of them are just making a political play. They're taking their own risk. But there are a lot of people who need to know that it's worth it for them and not just because This way you don't die. They don't think they're going to die. Otherwise, they would have already done it. I just don't understand why it's different than other vaccines. You know, you give your kids the vaccines and you don't still protect them in certain ways going forward. Either the vaccine makes you immune or it doesn't. And the research suggests it does, doesn't it, Andy? Well, for the 15 to 20 percent of people who who describe themselves as being on the fence, um, we've done a lot of research. We've done a lot of listening to them. And here's what we hear. We hear basically that they make their decisions at different paces, that it takes them a little bit more time. They want more information. They want to talk to people they know who've been vaccinated to see what their experiences are like, to understand that the side effects were not terrible. They want to talk to their doctor locally and they want to get information. What they don't want is they don't want to be manipulated by the government or pressured or, or labeled. They want to be respected for going through the process at their pace. And so you'll see in our strategy, we are bringing lots and lots of local physicians and people up to speed to have these conversations with people because they're going to have it on a measured time. I don't think that the CDC's job is to say, hey, let's create an incentive and that'll, that'll make people want to get vaccinated. I think their job is to do the safe thing and make the right call. And I think our job is to get people reliable answers to their questions uh, because we're finding that little by little, as that happens, more people are getting vaccinated because they're talking to other people that have been vaccinated. And it worked out well for them. I'm with you. But let me just take more, one more swing at this. I still don't understand the sell yeah. on the vaccine. Get the vaccine, you won't die. I don't think I am going to die. Uh, get the vaccine, you won't kill somebody else. I don't think I'm going to kill somebody else. Get the vaccine because you will be able to get back to work and to life on your own terms. That's what Trump said. That's what Fauci and everybody else said, that the vaccine is our way through it. These guidelines say, yeah, kind of, kind of, but you still can't go to ball games and do things the way you used to, even if you're vaccinated. I don't understand why you slow walk that part. 
Yeah, I think we're in the middle of a process. But I think what people want to understand is this. 140 million or so people have gotten vaccine shots. Overwhelmingly safe. Dramatically good results. Point zero zero five. That's what they care about. That's what they care about. Point like zero 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 nine people died. Um, You know, that's almost your standard deviation of randomness. Yeah. Right. And for most people... What really matters is there, who are, have not taken the vaccine yet is, is there a side effect? If there's not, they're confident that, that we will be getting back to normal life. They can see these signals. They can see these signals from the president, from the CDC, what he says about 4th of July. And, and what I will tell you is he will say more. Um, you can expect him to continue to say more as things come in. Uh, and, you know, it will probably be faster than people who are very conservative want it to be and slower than people who've already had their shot and are done with this thing want to be. But the job isn't to make everybody happy. The job is for them to follow the data, to listen to what the CDC has to say. And they're doing it in a measured way. And I think they're doing a very good job. Look where they've gotten us. They've I'm gotten not us bashing the CDC. I'm trying to help. 600 people dying. Down. I know. I know I'm that. trying to help. I'm saying here's the <laughs> side that. effect. Here's the side effect of the vaccine that you need to worry about most. Check out Andy Chris and all their friends in this bar having drinks and laughing their heads off because they're fully vaccinated and you can't be there because you're not. You know, that's the side effect is you get to live life more if you have the vaccine. That's why I'm saying, why don't you, unless the science supports it in a way that I haven't seen from you guys, why put any restraints on the vaccinated? Well, let me roll it up this way. Everything you do is safer if you're vaccinated. Everything. Go to a wedding, go to a restaurant, um, hang out with friends, go to a barbecue, go to work. Everything you do is much, much safer if you've been vaccinated. If you haven't been vaccinated, those things are still dangerous. And that is, I think, the overarching point. Forget about the steps because we'll be there, you know, one week will be this step, next week will be another step. But the fundamental point is we are going to get back to normal and it's going to be normal for people who've been vaccinated, and it's going to be more risky for people who are not. And that's the message that I hope people hear. They're going to hear it loud and clear. You said it plenty, and I'm happy you said it here, Andy Slavitt. Appreciate you. Thank you, Chris. All right, I'll speak to you soon. Be well, and thank you. Look, it's good news that we're moving in the right direction. What am I pushing for? Transparency. If there's something about the vaccine that we need to know, and I don't believe there is, then go big. Because that's why we're getting it. I didn't want to get it. I already had COVID. They told me I probably don't need it. I have the antibodies. But I took it anyway. Why? Even though I knew I was going to have this boogeyman effect that I know a lot of you are having, uh, and we're talking about it online, that you do feel like you might have COVID again. I know it was spooky for me too. But then it passed. So I did it because I want the freedom. So give it to us. That's all I'm saying. That matter that mechanism matters in everything. That's the problem in North Carolina right now to transition to that story. The lawyers are speculating. People are speculating. I'm showing you, I'm going to show you a new little snippet of the video that'll just make it clear to you that you don't know anything. That's where we are. Why? Because even though this case has been handed over to the state, supposedly, there's still no video. Put out the body cam video. The FBI is now getting involved in the deadly shooting of Andrew Brown. They're going to see if it was racially motivated. Get us the body cam videos. That's what we need. No speculation. Don't take the family's lawyer's word for it. Don't look at a little piece. They're doing this to us. Why? Now we have the mayor of Elizabeth City involved. She is here along with our policing vet on the new questions that are raised by what we know, what we don't know, 
and a private autopsy. Next. There is new video to show you. A source says that it shows sheriff's deputies arriving in a pickup truck to serve a warrant on Andrew Brown Jr. This happened last Wednesday as part of a drug task force probe. Now, the new video comes to us on the same day that the FBI announced it's opening a federal civil rights investigation into the deadly shooting. Uh, this will be a review to see if they were using the color of authority, the color of law, which means the power invested in them, and using it or abusing it with racial animus. It's a very high bar, but it's indicative of the concern the situation is raising. Also, an independent autopsy, okay? This is one that was commissioned by the family. It shows that Brown was shot five times. The autopsy suggests the death shot was one at the back of the head while he was driving away. We still don't know why deputies took that action. If it turns out to be confirmed, then we will know that this is one situation to answer for. But we don't get what happened here because nobody is telling us, even though they have the ability to do so. Even the family only got 20 seconds of the body cam video, which did not help them understand what happened. Elizabeth City's mayor, who has put the city under curfew this evening, has joined the governor's calls for the body cam video to be released. We asked her to join us tonight uh, with Anthony Barksdale, uh, the former acting commissioner of police in Baltimore. Uh, Madam Mayor, thank you for joining Anthony and I tonight. And, and thank you for having me. So just to be clear, I was thrown by this North Carolina law. Uh, I didn't know it was in place. I had never heard it in North Carolina or somewhere else being exercised as a delay factor on transparency. Had you? No. I didn't know anything about the law until this came about. And as, as I've talked with others, I told them that, uh, you know, our community is just torn apart. The family is devastated. And each chance, chance uh, each time I get, of course, I always send out my condolences because I know they, they are just, uh, uh, and they all struck as to why they have not received the body cam as of yet. I did not know anything about this law, whether you, where you have to uh, wait on the superior court to release it. Why couldn't it have been fast-tracked the first time the county attorney said, this is why it's not happening, basically uh, last Thursday? Couldn't the governor just overrule or send an order to the court? I mean, you know, North Carolina, like most states, that's the ultimate authority. Or is there something that you could do? Why do you have to wait on this underling county attorney and the local police? Uh we don't have any recourse. We simply have to wait. We have to follow the law. We have to go through the process uh, until the law is changed. This is what I'm being told. Um, in fact, uh, I have not had uh, very much conversation with the county officials. Uh, of course, uh, I know you know by now that there's a difference between there are two uh, law enforcement agencies here in Pasquotank County. It's the Pasquotank County Sheriff's Department and it's the Elizabeth City Police Department. Uh, we were not involved in it, uh, but because it happened in our city, of course, uh, we are uh, uh, monitoring the protest or whatever that's going on. But um, we, we have no recourse as to what to do with the studio, uh, 
uh, what the I'm sorry, what the city council did was uh, put a request, a request in uh, to the sheriff's department, uh, to the DA, and also to Superior Court to release the body cam. And I think a lot of media outlets have done the same mm -hmm. thing. But that's all we could do. CNN is part of that. Uh, media effort to do it. Uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, I'm going to show uh, Anthony now the latest piece of footage. And please feel free to uh, free to weigh in, uh, Madam Mayor, as you see it. Well, Bark, I've never heard anything like this. And here's the latest video. Okay, uh, you see the guys pulling down. I haven't been able to find out if these guys were SWAT uh, special weapons and tactics uh, and training. Uh, we all know what SWAT teams are. I don't know if they're SWAT or not, or they're just up in their gear. But you see them come around the corner. They stop. We have it highlighted for you. Another cruiser comes behind them and then they get out and you hear some kind of talk. But I don't know what's going on. The family attorney suggests, Anthony, that within four seconds they started to shoot and they don't believe that that's enough time to comply, which is another brick in their wall uh, of argument that this was an execution. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much you can take from this other than the fact that we should be able to see more at this point. I. I I look at this and I just see what I call a bunch of cowboys. And, and the mayor is left with a horrible incident in her city that was caused by a county element. One of the biggest things is something in, especially when working narcotics, any of these task forces, you have to de-conflict. The jurisdictions need to know when another jurisdiction is coming in to their area. And if the mayor, if her chief didn't know, that's a problem. It's disrespectful to her city, to her as mayor and her constituents. So now we've got that issue, which is, you know, just unacceptable. And now when you talk about, you talk about this, this, this body cam and they show 20 seconds, we know that it's longer. We know that there's so many other angles that we need to see Come on, what, what are you hiding? What is going on here? And now you've got a mayor that's had to put in a curfew because of their actions, and they're walking around like, oh, well. So we've got problems. I'm so happy, Chris, that the FBI is down there because they will get down to business. And that's what's needed. Well, look, and I, I have to say, Chris, I, I feel sorry for the mayor in her city. I do. I hear you. I appreciate you. And we now know from an independent autopsy, which I've never seen an independent autopsy be this wrong in terms of, you know, the identification of wounds. Um, and, you know, uh, all the entries are on the backside. So that means he was shot from behind. And we know they have a very narrow window of legality in order to justify that. So the questions are obvious, Bark. It's the lack of transparency that is keeping this at a standstill. And Madam Mayor, uh, I can't do any better than Bark did in terms of articulating the, the position you've been put in. I hope the people on the streets stay patient. Um, but it is hard to ask people to be patient when they know they're being denied information. If we can help with anything we learn, please let us know, Madam Mayor. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Good luck or to you. Or at least and be able to say this much to the public. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And Bark... Look, they can delay hoping we're going away. It's not going to happen. Um, That's right. Let's go. I'll see, I'll see you yeah. soon. We'll stay on it. We want transparency. If the, if the officers need to be cleared, let's get them cleared because they're killing their reputation right now by hiding this. Yes. All right, Madam yes. Mayor Bark, thank you.
Transparency. I don't want to do it to you that way. Show you that little corner of video. What the hell does that help us understand? They came rolling up. They say it's four seconds before they shoot. I don't know. Well, then don't show it to us. No, it's not how it works. There's somebody dead here. There's a family grieving. It doesn't make any sense. The community is destabilized, not by this, not by us worried about it, but by what's obvious. This is like a throwback situation. It doesn't make any sense. There's a law. What kind of magic key law is this that like there's some process that nobody can get around any faster? No emergency order? Really? Never heard of it before. Never. Let's see how the FBI does. All right. The census. It's going to be a big deal. Why? People are losing seats uh, and there's going to be a redistricting fight. And it may be the biggest one in American history. Why do you care? You know why? You control the districts. You control who gets in. You control Congress. We need to pay attention. And we have a great, great man coming up to tell us what game is afoot. But first, the facts. Next. Census data is out and it's going to lead to redistricting. Redistricting, gerrymandering. Yeah, what do I care? Oh, you care. You've seen the crazy maps, right? Like Maryland's third district or Texas's 33rd, Illinois's fourth district. They're like all these crazy things. Why? Because they're trying to shoehorn in the people they want in that district. And of course, it's about how money gets appropriated and reappropriated. Now, you think, well, what do I care if it's not going to my checking account? You're wrong. These maps, as messed up as they look, they're not just proof of politicians from both parties playing the same old games. This is why nothing gets done. It's why the crazy is amplified like never before. This is how the people who work for you make sure they don't have to listen to you. See, you want to gauge how much this matters. Look at the speed of the lawsuits being filed. That speed speaks to how thin the margins are. 50-50 in the Senate. But remember, the 50% of the Republicans, the 50 seats they have, they represent a fraction of the number of people that the Democrats do. The six-seat spread in the House, again, you have a minority with as much almost representation as a much bigger majority. Why? Redistricting. In theory, those tight margins should shift, right? Power should go to the middle. Make folks work together to get stuff done. No, it's not happening. Why? You have to go back to the last census. Here's what happened 10 years ago. All right. Way bigger jump for people of color than for whites. And they were moving to places that have long voted Republican. I believe that is going to continue in this census. Yet the GOP maintained power. How did they maintain power? While relying even more on white people. Why? Redistricting. Okay. The last time we saw it, it's where the Tea Party came from. Congressmen like Ohio's Jim Jordan. His district is over 90% white. About 10% higher than the rest of the state. Jeez, what a coinkadink. And the years since, look at who joined him. The QAnon kook, that district didn't exist until the last census. And it was drawn as part of a map the late John Lewis called, quote, an affront to the spirit and letter of the Voting Rights Act. We see the same thing playing out as we speak. Once again, most of the growth in this country is people of color. Once again, numbers are growing in the South and the West. So what's the concern? Who's going to get the power? Because Republicans... 10 years ago, we're playing to political advantage at the state level. The party of today is working to carve America into an us and them, whether it's restricting access to the polls, limiting constitutional rights to protest, banning treatment for trans kids. It's all an active effort in states that are about to pick up congressional seats. 
My next guest calls this a Republican acquisition and retention of illegitimate power. Recognize him? Former AG Eric Holder, AG of the United States. His mission, protect the right to vote. Take this on. It's big. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's get after it right after this. One person won't count. One person, one count. That's it, right? Every voter counts the same. Basic. But we see that idea being tested in the conversation about policing, but also about redistricting. My next guest is uniquely qualified to go deep on both. Former Attorney General of the United States under President Obama, Eric Holder. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you, too. How are you doing? Doing better than I deserve. So Socratically, if we look at this, so you have 80% of the increase in eligible voters between 2010 and 2020 coming uh, from Latino, Black, and Asian Americans. What are you complaining about on the left? These are your people. That's where all this white replacement BS is coming from. What is actually happening despite the changes in the demographics? Well, the demographics might be changing, but the dis- distribution of political power is not changing. In fact, power is being taken away um, from those groups. Uh, what the Republicans are trying to do is to maintain the illegitimate power that they obtained during the, um, the redistricting that happened 10 years ago by voter suppression and by engaging in gerrymandering through the course of the redistricting process that we are just about to start. Are they poised to take advantage of the redistricting process again this time? If so, why? Well, they're going to certainly try, but they're not going to be as successful as they were in 2011. Uh, The Democrats are far more organized now. Uh, I had the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. We have focused solely on this redistricting process since 2017. We've put in place um, commissions to draw the lines instead of politicians. We've elected uh, people who will be involved in the redistricting process, such as governors, who will be able to veto uh, the maps put forward by Republican legislatures. And we've also galvanized um, our advocacy uh, program. We have people all around the country who are focused on this issue in a way that we were not focused um, in 2011. Now, having said all that, it's going to be difficult, especially in states like Texas, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, where they have a trifecta. They control both the governorship and both houses of the legislature. Those are going to be the most difficult states for us. And what happens if they, if this goes against your interests? Well, we've got litigation alternatives. Um, We can certainly, where they engage in racial gerrymandering, we can certainly use the federal courts. Uh, Where they engage in partisan gerrymandering, that becomes a little more difficult as a result of the Rucho decision by the Supreme Court, which said you can't bring partisan gerrymandering cases um, in the federal courts. A disastrous and terrible um, decision, but we can bring partisan gerrymandering cases as we have in the state courts based on the state constitutions. We've been successful in states like North Carolina as well as Pennsylvania. So we still have tools, um, but our our biggest tool would be for Congress to pass H.R. 1, which is now S1, um, the uh, the equal the, the the act for the people act that would um, do away with outlaw um, partisan gerrymandering define what partisan gerrymandering is and give us another tool just to make the system fair I mean let me be clear here I'm not trying to gerrymander for Democrats I simply want the system to be fair because I'm actually confident that if it's fair Democrats progressives will do just fine Republicans have to cheat and that's they're they're, they're comfortable with that they're okay being a minority party that has a majority, majority power. 
Well, be worried if these cyber ninjas get involved in the redistricting process. If you hear the word cyber ninjas, you've got a problem, uh, Mr. AG. You know, the facts here help me understand the context. 38% of districts are controlled exclusively by neither party. They're either independent commissions or split partisan control. GOP controls 43% otherwise, Democrats only 17. But states where Republicans control only added two seats. So what do all those numbers mean? Well, it means that the, the process, you know, it might seem a little stark, 43 to 17, but the reality is that 38% that's controlled by commissions, for instance, or, or some other reform measure, that's going to be fine um, for Democrats. You know, again, where the system is fair, Democrats will do just fine. What I'm concerned about is when you see the increase in the population, as you said, with regard to Hispanics, African-Americans, um, Asians, young people, people uh, who live in the suburbs, those are people who tend to vote Democratic. What they're going to do, I suspect, in Texas is try to gerrymander, draw the lines in such a way to minimize the acquisition of power um, by those groups and maximize the retention of power by a, a Republican uh, party that doesn't have popular support. Mm. Let's talk about fairness in a couple of other contexts. I have never seen anything like what's happening in North Carolina right now with this uh, yeah. this process for releasing the body cam. I have to believe that if the county attorney just released it, nobody would have said anything about this law. I mean, you were the AG. You ever hear of a law like this before that seemingly nobody can get fast-tracked? Uh, I don't understand it. Not familiar with a law like that. I have to think that if people in law enforcement, the DA, whoever, decided that this is material that they wanted to have uh, put out in public, that they could find a way um, to do that. By not doing that, they're fueling um, suspicions. They're creating um, disunity in, in the community down there. You know, if there's something that is problematic, you need to get it out there and try to explain it. If there's nothing to worry about, you certainly need to get it out there. But this leads to all kinds of conspiracy theories. We don't really know what happened. We've seen, you know, bits and pieces of, of videos. Um, but it, it seems to me that they ought to use the power that, I'm, un, that they undoubtedly have uh, to get this material in front of the public. Mm. The DOJ is looking at it now. Uh, you are the attorney general. I, I respect the position. I'm not going to ask you about investigations that are just starting, but I will ask you this, sir. Uh, when we know more about what they want to do and whether it's Louisville or North Carolina now looking uh, for racial animus in the uh, color of authority there, I'd love to have you back so you can help people understand what the investigations mean and don't mean. Sure, be glad to. And these new pattern or practice investigations that they're announcing and that they're going to be using, I think, to a much greater degree than we used in the Trump administration is an important tool to bring the criminal justice reform, I think, that the country really wants. Well, there's certainly more under the administration that you were in. And once we see what happens in Minnesota, Louisville, North Carolina, we'll talk about whether we're moving the right way and why. Eric Holder, thank you. Uh, we will stay on redistricting. So as there are developments, uh, you have a place here to make the case. All right. It's an important subject. Everybody needs to be focused on it. We need to have a fair process. Nothing more than that. Just a process that is fair. Thank you, sir, and be well. Okay. Take care. All right. Now, what happens when the process isn't fair? Arizona. I mean, this is just a kooky attempt to keep the big lie alive. Who wants to do an audit or a recount in secret? Just think about that. It's complete anathema. It's complete the opposite of what you want. You want people to know it was done right. So let's bring in a top elected Republican in Maricopa County. Why doesn't this gentleman believe 
that this is good even when it's been run by his own party. Next. Arizona Republicans desperate to keep the big lie alive. Why else push a recount of 2020 election ballots in Maricopa County in secret? That's the key phrase. All the pledges of transparency. We just want to make sure it was fair. We just want to make sure it's fair next time. Listen to what the spokesman for this audit, okay? Listen to what he said and how they expect to pay this shady firm called the Cyber Ninjas. There's nothing about this audit that has anything to do with trying to overturn the 2020 election. It's only about, it's only about how to make elections uh, better going forward. They initiated the contract with $150,000 and they took some risk along with the auditing companies that uh, the difference would be made up by contributions and donations from people all over the country. And that's exactly what's happening. Why? Let's bring in Jack Sellers, chairman for the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Thank you, sir. I hope uh, the interview finds you well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Help me understand. We want to make sure that our elections are fair and safe, and we do so by pushing transparency. Now your party is advocating some kind of, I don't know, display that is being done in secret. Do you like this? No, I, I, I'm certainly frustrated right now. You know, when this all started, I, I didn't really object that much because anything, you know, whatever the number of people that are, are still questioning the results of the election, if we could do something that would make them feel better about it, I, I was willing to do that. But as this has developed and the people that have been involved in the audit have been uh, announced, uh, certainly it doesn't seem like we're on the path to make that happen. And this is your party. Uh, the Arizona Senate president says these guys are well qualified, well experienced, the cyber ninjas. You go on their website. It's a joke. Nobody knows who they are. They've never done anything like this before. Um, what do you think is going to happen if they come up with suggestions of fraud? You know, I don't know how to predict that. Uh, all I can tell you is that when we when we learned as much as we did about how this was being handled, uh, the subpoena that we had demanded that we deliver the ballots and the equipment to the Arizona State Senate. And we complied with that subpoena. Uh, but in doing so, we ensured that everything that we delivered was received by the Senate, not by a contractor, but by either the Senate or someone who had been given the authority to sign for the Senate. And they signed a, uh, an agreement that they were accepting full responsibility for the material at that point. And it certainly is not at this point our audit. We have nothing to do with it. We're not involved in it in any way. What does it tell you that they want their methods to be kept secret? I, you know, I, I'm baffled by that because as you probably know, everything we did through the whole election process, we did very openly. We had the press watching us. We had 
members from both major political parties uh, involved. Uh, anytime anybody was working with ballots, we always had both parties watching. Uh, you know, our everything that we've done complied completely with Arizona law every step of the way. That has been so important to us. And it became a, a kind of a problem as we worked our way through the pandemic because a lot of things changed. And, and having a safe, secure, efficient election. And through that process, you know, we contacted people at the legislature, at the Secretary of State's office, at the Attorney General's office, to ensure that we were staying within the guidelines of the law all, at every step of the, of the process. And we feel very confident in what we did. And we ran a very, very good, clean, efficient election even given the pandemic. Well, listen, we've gotten no proof to suggest anything different, but now it is your party uh, that is doing this and it's doing it in a way that really does raise questions about whether or not this is just uh, to poison uh, popular sentiment about the election. So we'll watch and I appreciate your desire that it be played straight. Jack Sellers, be well. Thank you. Appreciate we'll be right it. Back. Thank you for watching the big show, CNN Tonight with the Big Star D-Lemon right now. This country... Good evening. Oh, sorry, sir. You, you I'm just sorry. Gonna, you're just going to move right by me, huh? I stepped Is right. that what happens when you're out in L.A.? <laughs> no, there was you a, just I go a Hollywood on me right away. I had a little hiccup in my earpiece. I'm sorry. Mm. But don't be telling my business. Nobody knows. Why'd you have to rat me out, brother? Listen, I like that you move all over the place, you know? <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, this is a, uh, my first real trip is coming out here. I came out here for work, but it's interesting to see, uh, especially in the time that I've been here in such a sunny place where people are outside to see the whole, um, the president and the CDC uh, relax the mask mandates. People Their are ready deaths to take are off. down yeah. 90%. Yep. Um, where you are. But I have to tell you, yes. there's a theme of being straight. The CDC guidelines, good, not great. Either the vaccine makes you immune or it doesn't. That's what the data suggested. That's what the science suggested. That's why we get our kids vaccinated, because it's not vaccinate them and then just be careful around people with the mumps or rubella. It's that mm -hmm. you're immune. Does right. this work that way or no? They suggested yes, but that's not what these guidelines do. North Carolina, be straight. Don't get angry at us for having to piece this together like a puzzle. This is on the mm -hmm. authorities and a law I've never heard of, and I can't believe the state, and now we'll see the feds can't expedite things. Yeah. Um, Maricopa, Arizona, be straight. Don't recount votes in private with some group called Cyber Ninjas whose website looks like my 15-year-old made it in 15 minutes. Uh, I, I think Mario have to be would have straight. done a better job than that. Because he's actually, I've seen him. Mario's a smart the, kid. But yeah, this I've is, seen him on the cell phone and, and the things that he can do. I think he's smart. Yeah, but you're right about it. It's ridiculous. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. But let me, let me say this one thing about transparency, a couple things about transparency. Transparency when it comes to masks. I agree. If you're going to get a vaccine, uh, then, you know, it's, something's got to give. Why are you getting it, right? If, if, if you can't relax some of the guidelines and not have to wear masks everywhere, especially when I'm out. The, look, the only way that I lose weight and you know that because I like to eat, is if I run, as if I run. And when I'm out running or doing something, trying to exercise and stay healthy, it's tough to do that. Well, now you can do it without time. 
But I, and I used to do it, and then when I wasn't around someone, you know, I would take the thing and then pull it down, right. and then when I got near people, I put it back. But now up. you can run without the but mask because you're vaccinated. Okay. But the thing is, is that if the former guy and others who are who are vaccine hesitant, and I know there are some reasons for it, pregnant women, okay, fine. But for people just to say, I don't want to take it for no good reason because the former guy says they shouldn't or they could, because they believe it was a hoax, as he said, that's ridiculous. That's, that's actually stopping people from being able to relax other guidelines and the mask guidelines because you're not vaccinated. So I don't want you around one of my loved ones or anyone who may have a pre-existing condition because you just don't want to do it. Have some good reason other than you just don't want to do it because you make it worse for all of us. That's what I'll say about that transparency. The other transparency is, as I said last night, if you if you want to exonerate a police officer's actions or anyone's actions, release the videotape. As you said, make all the officers in this country wear body worn cameras. Right. So that we have a record. There is transparency no matter what the police account or whoever's initial account is that nobody happened to see because there wasn't a camera. It won't matter if there is a camera because in the end, the truth will prevail because there is transparency. Yes. That's they it. used to have arguments about how it would chill policing and things can be taken out of context. The time nope. for those debates has ended. Um, yeah. We need it. Transparency is trust and trust yeah. is what allows people to accept truth. And yeah. they're creating this problem in North Carolina, not us. I will not accept it. I've had people on radio, on social media suggest, well, the media, you keep talking about all the bad cases, talk about the good cases. No, yeah. because when people die, it's a problem. And I don't need to show you cases where police do the job the right way. They do the job the right way all the time, but not every time. And yeah. this is, I've never seen anything like this. Don. Well, I've got a I've time. never seen anything like this law in North Carolina being exercised as it is. I, I, there's something I want to get to because there is a time, um, one of the many times when officers did something right and they stood up for this country. And that's going to be my first guest on this program, a hero who's, quite frankly, in the interest of transparency, his body worn camera from January 6th should be released. I haven't seen a good reason why it has not been released. And according to him and the police department and the mayor's office, for some reason, they won't release it. So I think we should hold them to account as well. I'm going to get to it because it's a very important interview. I know that you usually get out of here and you go do, but I want you to, I want you to listen to this. If you can watch it on your cell phone, if you can listen to it on Sirius in your car on the way home, I really want you to pay attention to this. I will stay right in the office and I will watch it and I will text you right after. I love you, D. Lemon. Thank you for getting me. I love you too. I love you more. Thank you very much. This is CNN. We all do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.